When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you look at the sign of yin and yang, that's everything in life. Because yin and yang shows you light and dark. Here's the thing with success. Every time there's success, you have to be prepared for the darkness. So anytime something happens good to you, you have to sort of now look out for what's going to anchor that. Because you can't have sunshine without darkness. But you won't know that until you live it. A lot of times when people get to success and don't know that the darkness is coming, that's when you see them trip and fall. Yeah. The Oscars. When people win an Oscar, the ultimate darkness is they may not work again, but you've gone to the mountaintop. You can look at it. It's almost like an algorithm. It's like when they win that big trophy, something happens. If they don't shake it off quick, they can't get back into the game. And so that's yeah. my that's the one thing I always constantly prepare myself for. If something great happens, just be prepared for whatever the bullshit is going to come along with. I tell people all the time, appreciate the failures. If you look at anybody who skyrockets in our business, that thing is tough. Like I talked to a really famous friend of mine, calls me one day, just couldn't get his mind around things. And me, I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, we ended up sitting on this boat and he's looking out in the ocean and he goes, uh, I don't know what to do. I said, what the fuck else do you want to do? I just don't know where to go with my career. I said, let me explain something to you. We're on a $23 million boat. We're sitting in front of a $50 million house. What are you talking about? But I couldn't put myself in his head because he had lived on top of the world for so long. And then a couple of things happened and he felt like he wasn't. And I was like, I could tell you this. It's lonely at the top. He said, what you mean? I said, you know why it's lonely? You didn't take anybody with you when you went there. There's things to be learned about getting there. Like, if you're going to get to the top, make sure you got your friends, somebody that, you know, keeps you in check. That's the intangible. That's the thing that has nothing to do with anything but whoever created us. I'll say it's God. I said, God says you can't have it all. Just a few hundred feet down at the comedy store, there was a guy named Eric Bishop, which is my actually that's my real name, Eric Marlon Bishop, who was at the comedy store, who was just got my jokes. I would literally I stayed at this place called the Hastings Hotel on Hollywood Boulevard. It's it's, it's torn down now, but it was just like derelicts and crazy view. And I bought my own sheets and stuff. And I would buy those three minute uh, burritos from 7-Eleven. <laughs> I put I bought me a little microwave. I put it in and work on my three minute set. While it's cooking Finish my burrito And then go down to the comedy store I'm Eric Bishop I get on And I get a standing ovation Everybody's going crazy Then I came back I couldn't get back on Because the comedians ran the list And they saw That I got a standing ovation at night So they would never put me back on So I was like damn So I started going to other comedy clubs I ended up at the Santa Monica Improv And they were They were having the Evening at the Improv Back in the day And at that time Like Hundreds of guys would show up for the potluck, for the for the open mic night. And there would be three girls that would show up. The three girls would always get on. So I said, you know what, damn it. I'm going to write on this paper, Stacey Green, Tracy Brown, Jamie Foxx. 
they end up picking the name Jamie Foxx thinking that I was a girl. Jamie Foxx, is she here? You're going to go first. I said, no, brother, that's uh, that, that's me. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> and I go up in the middle of the show. They call me Fresh Meat because they were actually taping real comedians. And they said, put the fresh meat up because yeah. they're thinking I'm going to get booed. Yeah. I end up getting a standing ovation. That's when Jamie Foxx was born, about 27 years ago. Not to talk in third and fourth person, but Eric Bishop centers Jamie Foxx. Like, Eric right. Bishop is Terrell, Texas. Never left that. Never forget that I'm from Eric Terrell. Eric Bishop turns just, the lights on. Exactly. He turns on the light. He's from Terrell, Texas. Never changed. And it's interesting. Eric Bishop is like Clark Kent. Jamie Foxx is like the Superman. Yeah. And it does take energy to, uh, to be Jamie Foxx. I want to go back to something you said about Hollywood. These bright lights are so appealing and yeah, so attractive, but they're heavy as fuck. And they'll reveal the cracks. Yeah. But it's not just Hollywood. It's everything. On top of it, it's the mind fuck. You know, there's another guy on the rise that uh, that's looking for the part. If you're fighting somebody, it's all on you. Yeah. In Hollywood, it's someone else dictating your fight. Yeah. You may not even be able to get in the movie to show them that you could do your thing or your fight. So it works on your, on your noodle. I work with a lot of white male actors. It's really tough. Because it's a billion male, male white actors. All of these guys are basically fighting for the same thing. Me? It's only nine of us. <laughs> it's nine. I'm going to work. I don't know if I'm going to work in that movie or this one, but eventually you need a black dude for something. I know something's going to come my way because it ain't that many of us. Am I right? You got to look at what you're doing. It's like we're playing make-believe all the time. This is make-believe. This yeah. is... I mean, we're all sort of... They're believing their own dreams. Yeah, and it's and it's it's not necessary for that. Like, I, my grandparents, my grandmother picked cotton. You feel me? My grandfather was a yard man. He woke up at 5.30 in the morning. So when I can wake up at 5.30 in the morning and somebody is picking out my clothes to play a part, you know, you, 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 you kind of go like, uh, you know, you, you're making a mountain out of... Is that why? Is that why people in Hollywood, you know, have a lot of times aren't happy? Is they just? I'm gonna tell you what it is. This is what Hollywood is. Hollywood is like cocaine. When you do cocaine, cocaine accents or magnifies whatever you are. You a funny motherfucker. I'm a funnier motherfucker, and I'm louder. So Hollywood is that. It's the accent. So a lot of people in Hollywood, if you scratch the surface, were nerds growing up and guys and girls treated them a certain way and then they bloom and then they get to Hollywood and then they're throwing all of this power and now they basically want to get everybody back subliminally that looks like the people that treated them bad in high school or mm -hmm. junior high and so that's why you see that sort of fester up and the other side of it is this the real ones never trip Al Pacino never trip I'm on the set with Al Pacino I met him the first time I'm like oh man that's Scarfather that's God, Godfather and Scarface I'm meeting him for the first time and I said uh, hello Mr. Pacino do you like cranberry juice <laughs> what Craig got great cranberry juice Jamie you should taste the cranberry and I'm like cranberry and he was so cool and but he had the goods yeah Robert De Niro the goods so the people that are really talented and blessed they don't have the bullshit that goes along with it. I wake up and do like this mental check system. I'm in this situation. I'm in a, in a situation where I'm able to create. And that's my job. And then I look at what I could have been doing. And so I turn my light on. I say, I'm going to turn my light on. No matter if I'm tired or if I'm wrecked, whatever it is, I turn my light on. And that saves you. Because a lot of people turn their lights off. If you, especially if you look at comedians. Comedians, when they reach a certain, certain plateau, and they've done so great 
they they start trying to look sexy and you know they trying get their to mind look good. Yeah, they start working out too much. You know, it's weird. And then they turn their light off and they're afraid to to be goofy again. When I wake up, I said I'm not gonna be afraid to be goofy. I'm not gonna be afraid to be. Uh, I'm not gonna be afraid to challenge myself. And it's just a mental thing that you do when you wake up. And then once you do that, and once you learn how to tap into it, you don't need any of the other stuff.